Welcome to Swapping Paint, the podcast that rubs doors with the cream of the crop in motorsport today. With your host, 18 times Australian champion, Dave Sarah. Today's guest on Swapping Paint is a 2016 supercar champion who currently competes with the all-conquering Triple Eight Engineering Racing Team. Shane Van Gisbergen started on a quad bike, riding around his farm before signing a contract at 17 to join the supercars grid. Throughout his racing career, Shane has raced everything from karts, GT cars, drifting and quarter midgets. One of the most talented drivers in world motorsport currently, we welcome Shane Van Gisbergen to Swapping Paint. Hey look, obviously, um, thanks for giving up your time. Obviously, uh, we've got a bit of downtime at the moment, so it's, it's quite cool to be able to speak to you guys. You know, so young Kiwi kid, when did you first recognise about motor racing? Yeah, so I, my dad was always into rallying. So, yeah, I always remember going <clears throat> at early age to the rally sprints and stuff like that, playing in the mud and gravel and watching. So, yeah, I was always into it. And we, um, on the farm here, we have a little gravel road down to the farm and back. So, you know, there was always always um dad testing his cars and you know that's where i learned to drive and um you know the the evanses and the weights and stuff used to come up and we'd race around in paddock cars and learn how to drive so yeah right from the start we were all all playing up when we were you know five to eight to ten sort of ages learning how to drive that's pretty cool and um and then from there you got into your kart racing and then you went through your your midget racing and into formula car racing What's um, obviously with the journey that you've gone through, what would you say is sort of more of the memorable parts of your growing up before you got into the supercar career? Well, actually, I started when I was eight. My neighbours, the O'Connors, used to race quad bikes. And so I got a quad bike and started playing around with them. And we, we went racing. They were the national champions in both their age groups. So I started racing and trying to keep up with them. And we made tracks on the farm and stuff and started racing. So, so you I could- did that when I was eight. And actually, I kept racing quad bikes um, all the way through. I went into seniors, and then I actually stopped when I got the Team Kiwi drive. So I was still pretty good at that, but, yeah, had to stop to go and race supercars. Um, And then when I was 10, I started racing um, Speedway um, and, you know, went around Western Springs and quarter midgets and stuff, which was was awesome. And then um, I did karting for – I think I only did karting for – um, 18 months, but I did it for six months to try and learn some lines to have a go at the speed sport scholarship in the in the Formula V. But um, you know, karting was quite good to learn the lines and learn a bit of racecraft. But um, from what Dad and I were used to with the speedway and fun stuff, like we just couldn't believe how serious it was and how much yeah. people were pushing their kids and yelling at their kids and stuff. And you know, I didn't really enjoy that. You know, you, yeah. when one of my first races was the I think, you know, you had to do six races, but one of my first big races was the North Island Champs, and it was wet and dry, and most races were on slicks, but I ended up winning that, and, (laughs) you know, the protests that we got, uh, we got our motor back, and it was literally a box of bolts, and we had to put it it together ourselves, and, you know, we didn't know know anything about that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, so karting really wasn't fun, but it served its purpose in learning the lines and stuff, so... Um, no, that's yeah, cool. then I had another go at the scholarship the second year and managed to win it and got into Formula V, uh, did a year of that, Formula Ford, a year of that, and then Formula Toyota, the little single-seaters, Yep. and then, yeah, came to Australia and started racing. So I'd only been racing cars for 
three years. So I was thrown in the deep end. I didn't really do do very well those first few years, but once I got got used to it and a bit more experience, I came good. No, that's awesome. And did racing come naturally to you, or was it something you had to sort of work hard, you know, to get those fundamentals and the skills? Uh, I think I think um, car control sort of did. You know, I yep. always had bikes and stuff and playing around in the mud and sliding a lot so um i was always always pretty loose and happy to have a car <laughs> moving around yeah but, you felt comfortable um, with it yeah but the racing stuff you know took a bit you know i guess where karting was good the drivers who start karting at six and stuff like that they're really good at having people around them and racing yeah but you know they're no good in the wet and they're yes. no good at you know um sliding around and doing stupid stuff so it's it's completely completely different and i think sometimes you still see that today you can see see the drivers who have driven other staff and you know experienced other platforms of driving and you can see the drivers who have just done karting that's pretty cool now obviously we've seen you compete in a range of different categories from supercars to drifting to now you've sort of dived into some gt cars how do you change your driving style to sort of suit each category's characteristics oh good question probably the biggest thing you know drifting and um circuit racing is completely separate so yes. drifting actually is is quite hard you just forget quite easy sorry you just forget everything and do a whole nother skill but um probably the hardest thing gt to supercars is you sit on the other side of the car okay and especially when you race at bathurst you know you've got so many so much muscle memory and yeah you're in that rhythm from supercars and then you got um, you know, you're sitting a meter and a half away on the other side of the car. You know, all your reference points are different, and you know, all the apexes at Bathurst or all the important ones are all walls. Yes. So it's quite easy to miss an apex turning left and turn into early turning right. It makes a big difference. But once you've done a few laps, it, you get used to it. But um, in, in a GT car, they're really awesome with, with the aerodynamics. But I don't really like the electronics. You know, you, you ABS braking and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have a slide out of a corner, you can just turn the electronics up and, and you know, in the supercar, you really, they're a few seconds slower, yes. but the reward for a good lap time is so much more, you feel feel like you've driven it so much better. No, that's cool, that's cool. Do you have any pre-race rituals? Like, do you still get nervous before um, before lining up on the grid? Oh, no rituals as such, you yep. know, I think, I think um, if you got that stuff, you know, and you don't have it one day, it'll play on your head, you yep. know, you'll be all worried so i don't really have that stuff but of course i get i get nervous especially before a big race but that's a good thing it means you care about it so yeah, definitely you just gotta you just gotta enjoy the moment and try and do your best but having the butterflies that should be that should be normal no that's pretty cool um and sort of what advice would you have for a newcomer who's looking to get their way into motorsport so whether it's dirt or it's kart racing or circuit racing what's a bit of yeah. advice you give to uh, just a newcomer um, just always remember why you why you've done it to start with because racing's awesome and you gotta keep having fun. Like if you start taking it too serious or keep beating yourself up because you aren't winning, you know, you just gotta keep smiling, keep remembering that there's always another race. Yep. And just turn up to enjoy it, you know. I even now in supercars, you know, there was a few years where I forgot that and um had my expectations too high, but now always I race with no expectations, you just go there for fun and if I finish sixth you know, that might be disappointing in some other people's eyes if I'm in a Red Bull car. But yeah. for me, if I've done my best that day and I've learned something, 
and six was the best I could do in that day, I'm still happy. That's, uh, that's the attitude I try and have. It's important for, yeah, for a lot of parents who are going to be listening and even kids to, to sort of obviously take note of that because a lot of yeah. parents put way too much expectation on their kids and oh, the yeah. kids are trying their best. Obviously, things don't always uh, pan out the way that you you know, you sort of envision them, but um, yeah, you obviously got to be just trying your best every time. Like you said, having fun along the way makes a big difference for confidence. Yeah, exactly. You got to you got to not have too many stupid goals and uh, expectations that are unachievable. Just go out there and have fun and do the best with what you got. And I think now everyone's trying to be so corporate, trying to do the right thing and say the right thing. You know, to stand out, you just got to got to be showing you're doing the best every week and doing cool stuff on track and trying to be different not um not just being this cookie cutter stuff that everyone seems to be doing lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now it's time for the punt brought to you by 27 design your go-to for all motorsport specific graphic design specializing in creating a new and unique look for your race car or cart or both Hey, I've got a I've got a new segment which is called uh, the punt. So it's basically right. trying to relive a memory from whichever days could be supercars, it could be GT racing that you've just unloaded someone. That obviously we don't condone that sort of stuff, but um, I've heard some pretty <laughs> cool stories from uh, from Will Power last week and, and Alex Albon. He told me a couple of good stories as well. So if you've got one moment that you can remember from any part of your career, it could even be just from your dirt bike career, your, your quad bike career. Shit. <laughs> Oh, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, shit. I'd have to think about that. Yeah, the pun's always a bit of fun, like I said, trying to have a bit of laugh with uh, with what we're yeah. doing. <laughs> um, nothing springs to mind? No, nah, nothing instantly. I have to think about that one. Okay. I've got uh, I've got a motorsport quiz which is uh, which is nine questions. It's from a variety of different uh, different categories. So some of them are going to be a little bit hard for you, but we'll just make do with what we've got and we'll see how you go. Um, okay. So youngest Formula One winner? Uh, it's got to be Mark Verstappen, doesn't it? Yep, that's good. Yeah. We're, we're off to a good start. How many world karting championships has David Foray won? So a kart racer, I don't expect you to know this, but just, yeah. just try and pluck a number out. I know the name. It's yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's four. From what I've done the research on, it's four. So that was a good effort. Okay. Uh, another karting one, which is going to be hard for you, but in which country is the karting track Sarno? So just, Sounds Italian. Yep, that's good. So we're two from three. Good guess. What racing number did Jeff Gordon make famous during his NASCAR career? 24. Yep, so we're three from four. Uh, when did the first Indy 500 take place? So it's, per, it's before... World War One. So you've got to think, you know, quite some time ago. Only Will Power's got this one. Obviously, I had to throw one in there for him. Well, the hundreds wasn't uh, all that long ago, was it? I no. Guess I missed a few. Was it 06? Uh, 11, 1911. So it's a tough one to get. We don't expect many to get that. How many Bathurst 1000s did Peter Brock win in his career? So the King of the Mountain? Nine. Yep, it's good. Oh, I know. Well, that's what Will was asking. He, he did say nine because he actually won it with Brocky that year, but I said nine, nine's the answer. Um, who is the only driver to win the Triple Crown in motorsport? So, Le Mans 24 Hour, the Monaco Grand Prix, and the Indy 500. Shit, I know this. Uh, is it Jim Clark? Graham Hill. Graham Hill, that's right. Yeah, it's, a, it's not an easy one, but um, yeah. I'll just try to Google some of these questions. Who did Michael Schumacher debut for in Formula One? Uh, it was Jordan. 
Yep. Yep, Matt, you're all over this. And this one should be pretty simple for you. Which circuit has the corner Ascari? Oh, yeah, I've been there. Monza. That's good, mate. So yeah. you got you got six, equal leader. Oh, that's not bad. So we've got uh, we've got Will Power, uh, Oliver Askew, the IndyCar driver, Greg Murphy and yourself on six. So I'm going to have to try and think of some other uh, some other questions to get a bit of a tiebreaker happening, but at least you're... Uh, Heimgartner didn't even know how many Bathurst Peter Brock's won, which was a bit of a dis- disappointment. <laughs> I'm like, mate, you can't, you're driving supercars, you can't get that one wrong, but uh, yeah. Betty has. Um, I hope that's not public, you'll get smashed for that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. Hey, um, like I said, don't worry about the uh, the, the punt, we uh, we won't uh, we won't advertise the punt for you, it's okay. <laughs> but, um, look, I can't think of anything, I'm mind blank. Yeah, I, I don't know, because I just, um, like Will Power told me he just fenced this Karen Chandock guy, like in Formula 3. <laughs> <laughs> and um, like he just sort of he goes, I just squeeze him into the into the marbles, looked at my mirrors, and and he was gone. So yeah. um, it's a bit of a laugh. We're just trying to have a bit of fun during this downtime. But look, obviously, thanks very much for uh, for giving us your time. Really appreciate uh, having a, a quick chat, and uh, all the best once we get back into uh, into normal racing. Yeah, no problem, man. Good to catch up. Hey, Stay take around. care. See you, buddy. Bye, bye. Yeah. On the next episode of Swapping Paint. We speak to another Kiwi driver who's making his mark in Europe climbing the Formula 1 ladder. Marcus Armstrong is part of the Ferrari Driver Academy and currently competes in the Formula 2 with leading outfit Art Grand Prix. He scored two podiums to date. Be sure to join us next time on Swapping Paint, where you can follow us online on Instagram to keep up with the latest guests. If you want to find me online, go to Facebook and type in Dave Serra or at Instagram, Serra Driver Development. And just a reminder, if you like this episode of Swapping Paint, be sure to click the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Leave us a review or ask questions so we can ask our future guests. Big thanks to Tom Evans for his production work in putting these together.